the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible, every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar playing all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Sophie Duller. And we are here thanking you for joining us as we do each and every night. We are so grateful that you would take the time and give the priority to joining with us in this weeknightly excursion through the Scriptures. Well, we are going to continue our way through the book of Jeremiah, but I can't say that many more times. Jeremiah is a long book. He had a long ministry over many years, and he ministered during a very difficult time of the nation of Israel. And it is so important for us to read the book of Jeremiah because we ourselves are going through a very similar time in our nation's history right now. In fact, we may be going through a time that parallels, to a great extent, the decline and the destruction, ultimately, of a culture, of a nation. Now, you may snicker and laugh and say, oh, how could that possibly be? We are already a very different nation than I knew as a youth growing up. This book that we read every night, it's the source document for our founding documents. It represents the reigning worldview of the founders and those who sustained this nation for almost 200 years in greatness and prosperity and in goodness to the degree that we have abandoned God and the Word of God. We are losing those freedoms. We are losing that wealth, and we can indeed be destroyed and lose lose our nation. There, there's no doubt about it. So I hope that you might consider joining with us in supporting the Bible Live broadcast. We certainly would appreciate it. Well, let's go to Psalm 119, which celebrates the fact that God's Word is true and wonderful. Stay true to God and His Word, no matter how bad the outside world might become. Psalm 119, 1 through 16. Happy are people of integrity who follow the law of the Lord. Happy are those who obey His decrees and search for Him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in His paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your principles. 
Then I will not be disgraced when I compare my life with your commands. When I learn your righteous laws, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your principles. Please don't give up on me. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word and following its rules. I have tried my best to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your principles. I have recited aloud all the laws you have given us. I have rejoiced in your decrees as much as in riches. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your principles and not forget your word. End of reading Psalm 119, 1 through 16. is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. And we are back, ready to begin our reading tonight in chapter 46 of the book of Jeremiah. Just a quick word about Psalm 119, which we begin tonight. It is at the same time the longest psalm, 150 verses, and also the longest chapter in the entire Bible, written by Ezra after the completion of the temple in 515 B.C., very interesting, Psalm 119, 22 carefully constructed sections, each one corresponding to a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Each verse in each section begins with that letter. Of course, that doesn't come out to us in English, but it is very carefully constructed. Almost every verse has to do with the power, the beauty, the priority of God's Word. We'll love our journey through Psalm 119. Let's pick up now with Jeremiah 46, messages about Egypt, Philistia, about Moab, other nations surrounding Israel. Jeremiah 46.1 through 49.27 Jeremiah 46 the following messages were given to Jeremiah the prophet from the Lord concerning foreign nations. This message concerning Egypt was given in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, the king of Judah, on the occasion of the battle of Carchemish when Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, and his army were defeated beside the Euphrates River by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Buckle on your armor and advance into battle. Harness the horses and prepare to mount them. Put on your helmets, sharpen your spears, and prepare your armor. But look, the Egyptian army flees in terror. The bravest of its fighting men run without a backward glance. They are terrorized at every turn, says the Lord. The swiftest cannot flee. The mightiest warriors cannot escape. By the Euphrates River to the north, they stumble and fall. Who is this, rising like the Nile River at flood time, overflowing all the land? It is the Egyptian army, boasting that it will cover the earth like a flood, destroying every foe. Then come, you horses and chariots and mighty warriors of Egypt. Come, all you allies from Ethiopia, Libya, and Lydia, who are skilled with the shield and bow. For this is the day of the Lord, the Lord Almighty, a day of vengeance on his enemies. The sword will devour until it is satisfied. Yes, drunk with your blood. 
The Lord, the Lord Almighty, will receive a sacrifice today in the north country beside the Euphrates River. Go up to Gilead to get ointment, O virgin daughter of Egypt. But your many medicines will bring you no healing. The nations have heard of your shame. The earth is filled with your cries of despair. Your mightiest warriors will stumble across each other and fall together. Then the Lord gave the prophet Jeremiah this message about King Nebuchadnezzar's plans to attack Egypt. Shout it out to Egypt. Publish it in the cities of Migdol, Memphis, and Tapanes. Mobilize for battle, for the sword of destruction will devour everyone around you. Why have your warriors fled in terror? They cannot stand because the Lord has driven them away. They stumble and fall over each other and say among themselves, Come, let's go back to our homeland where we were born. Let's get away from the sword of the enemy. There they will say, Pharaoh the king of Egypt is a loudmouth who missed his opportunity. As surely as I live, says the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty, one is coming against Egypt who is as tall as Mount Tabor or Mount Carmel by the sea. Pack up! Get ready to leave for exile, you citizens of Egypt. The city of Memphis will be destroyed without a single person living there. Egypt is as sleek as a young cow, but a gadfly from the north is on its way. Egypt's famed mercenaries have become like fattened calves. They turn and run, for it is a day of great disaster for Egypt, a time of great punishment. Silent as a serpent gliding away, Egypt flees. The invading army marches in. They come against her with axes like woodsmen. They will cut down her people like trees, says the Lord, for they are more numerous than grasshoppers. Egypt will be humiliated. She will be handed over to men from the north. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, I will punish Ammon, the God of Thebes, and all the other gods of Egypt. I will punish its rulers, and Pharaoh too, and all who trust in him. I will hand them over to those who want them killed, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his army. But afterward the land will recover from the ravages of war. I, the Lord, have spoken. But do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, for I will bring you home again from distant lands, and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return and will have peace and quiet, and nothing will make them afraid. Fear not, Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you. I will destroy the nations to which I have exiled you, but I will not destroy you. But I must discipline you. I cannot let you go unpunished. You're listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 47. This is the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah concerning the Philistines of Gaza, before it was captured by the Egyptian army. This is what the Lord says. A flood is coming from the north to overflow the land. It will destroy the land and everything in it, cities and people alike. People will scream in terror and everyone in the land will weep. Hear the clatter of hooves and the rumble of wheels as the chariots rush by. Terrified fathers run madly, without a backward glance at their helpless children. The time has come for the Philistines to be destroyed, along with their allies from Tyre and Sidon. Yes, the Lord is destroying the Philistines, those colonists from Crete. The city of Gaza will be demolished. Ashkelon will lie in ruins. You remnant of the Mediterranean plain, how long will you lament and mourn? Now, O sword of the Lord, when will you be at rest again? Go back into your sheath, rest and be still. But how can it be still when the Lord has sent it on an errand? For the city of Ashkelon and the people living along the sea must be destroyed. Jeremiah 48 
This message was given concerning Moab. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Destruction is certain for the city of Nebo. It will soon lie in ruins. The city of Kiriathayim will be humiliated and captured. The fortress will be humiliated and broken down. No one will ever brag about Moab again, for there is a plot against her life. In Heshbon, plans have been completed to destroy her. Come, they say, we will cut her off from being a nation. The city of Modmin, too, will be silenced. The sword will follow you there. And then the roar of battle will surge against Horonaim, for all Moab is being destroyed. Her little ones will cry out. Her refugees will climb the hills of Luhith, weeping bitterly, while cries of terror rise from Horonaim below. Flee for your lives! Hide in the wilderness! Because you have trusted in your wealth and skill, you will be taken captive. Your god Shamash, with its priests and princes, will be exiled to distant lands. All the towns will be destroyed, both on the plateaus and in the valleys. For the Lord has spoken. Oh, that Moab had wings so she could fly away! For her cities will be left empty with no one living in them. Cursed be those who refuse to do the work the Lord has given them, who hold back their swords from shedding blood. From her earliest history, Moab has lived in peace. She is like wine that has been allowed to settle. She has not been poured from flask to flask, and she is now fragrant and smooth. But the time is coming soon, says the Lord, when I will send troublemakers to pour her from her jar. They will pour her out, then shatter the jar. At last Moab will be ashamed of her idol Chemosh, as Israel was ashamed of her gold calf at Bethel. You used to boast, We are heroes, mighty men of war! But now Moab and her towns will be destroyed. Her most promising youth are doomed to slaughter, says the king, whose name is the Lord Almighty. Calamity is coming fast to Moab. It threatens ominously. You friends of Moab, weep for her and cry. See how the strong scepter is broken, how the beautiful staff is shattered. Come down from your glory and sit in the dust, you people of Debon, for those who destroy Moab will shatter Debon too. They will tear down all your towers. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. The people of Aroer stand anxiously beside the road to watch. They shout to those who flee from Moab, What has happened there? And the reply comes back, Moab lies in ruins, weep and wail. Tell it by the banks of the Arnon River, Moab has been destroyed. All the cities of the plateau lie in ruins too. Judgment has been poured out on them all, on Holon and Jahaz and Mephaoth and on Dibon and Nebo and beth Diblathaim, and on Kiriathayim and Beth-Gamul and Beth-Meon, and on Kirioth and Basra, all the cities of Moab, far and near. The strength of Moab has ended. Her horns have been cut off, and her arms have been broken, says the Lord. Let her stagger and fall like a drunkard, for she has rebelled against the Lord. Moab will wallow in her own vomit, ridiculed by all. Did you not make Israel the object of your ridicule? Was she caught in the company of thieves that you should despise her as you do? You people of Moab, flee from your cities and towns. Live in the caves like doves that nest in the clefts of the rocks. We have heard of the pride of Moab, for it is very great. We know of her loftiness, her arrogance, and her haughty heart. I know about her insolence, says the Lord, but her boasts are false. They accomplish nothing. Yes, I wail for Moab. 
My heart is broken for the men of ker You people of Sibma, rich in vineyards, I will weep for you even more than I did for Jazer. Your spreading vines once reached as far as the Dead Sea, but the destroyer has stripped you bare. He has harvested your grapes and summer fruits. Joy and gladness are gone from fruitful Moab. The presses yield no wine. No one treads the grapes with shouts of joy. There is shouting, yes, but not of joy. Instead, their awful cries of terror can be heard from Heshbon clear across to Elialeh and Jahaz, from Zoar all the way to Horonaim and Eglath-Shelishiah. Even the waters of Nimrim are dried up now. I will put an end to Moab, says the Lord, for they offer sacrifices at the pagan shrines and burn incense to their false gods. My heart moans like a flute for Moab and Kirharaseth, for all their wealth has disappeared. They shave their heads and beards in mourning. They slash their hands and put on clothes made of sackcloth. Crying and sorrow will be in every Moabite home and on every street, for I have smashed Moab like an old unwanted bottle. How it is broken! Hear the wailing! See the shame of Moab! She has become an object of ridicule, an example of ruin to all her neighbors. An eagle swoops down on the land of Moab, says the Lord. Her cities will fall, her strongholds will be seized. Even her mightiest warriors will be as frightened as a woman about to give birth. Moab will no longer be a nation, for she has boasted against the Lord. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot, O Moab, says the Lord. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will step into a snare. I will see to it that you do not get away, for the time of your judgment has come, says the Lord. The people flee as far as Heshbon, but are unable to go on. For a fire comes from Heshbon, King Sihon's ancestral home, to devour the entire land with all its rebellious people. O Moab, your destruction is sure. The people of the god Shemosh are destroyed. Your sons and daughters have been taken away as captives. But in the latter days I will restore the fortunes of Moab, says the Lord. This is the end of Jeremiah's prophecy concerning Moab. You're listening to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 49 This message was given concerning the Ammonites. This is what the Lord says. What are you doing? Are there no descendants of Israel to inherit the land of Gad? Why are you who worship Molech living in its towns? I will punish you for this, says the Lord, by destroying your city of Rabbah. It will become a desolate heap, and the neighboring towns will be burned. Then Israel will come and take back the land you took from her, says the Lord. Cry out, O Heshbon, for the town of Ai is destroyed. Weep, O people of Rabbah. Put on your clothes of mourning. Weep and wail, hiding in the hedges. For your god Molech will be exiled along with his princes and priests. You are proud of your fertile valleys, but they will soon be ruined. You rebellious daughter, you trusted in your wealth and thought no one could ever harm you. But look, I will bring terror upon you, says the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Your neighbors will chase you from your land, and no one will help your exiles as they flee. But afterward I will restore the fortunes of the Ammonites, says the Lord. This message was given concerning Edom. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Where are all the wise men of Teman? 
Is there no one left to give wise counsel? Turn and flee! Hide in deep caves, you people of Dedan. For when I bring disaster on Edom, I will punish you too. Those who harvest grapes always leave a few for the poor. If thieves came at night, even they would not take everything. But I will strip bare the land of Edom, and there will be no place left to hide. Its children, its brothers, and its neighbors all will be destroyed, and Edom itself will be no more. But I will preserve the orphans who remain among you. Your widows, too, will be able to depend on me for help. And this is what the Lord says. If the innocent must suffer, how much more must you? You will not go unpunished. You must drink this cup of judgment. For I have sworn by my own name, says the Lord, that Basra will become an object of horror and a heap of rubble. It will be mocked and cursed. All its towns and villages will be desolate forever. I have heard a message from the Lord that an ambassador was sent to the nations to say, Form a coalition against Edom and prepare for battle. This is what the Lord says. I will cut you down to size among the nations, Edom. You will be despised by all. You are proud that you inspire fear in others, and you are proud because you live in a rock fortress and hide high in the mountains. But don't fool yourselves. Though you live among the peaks with the eagles, I will bring you crashing down, says the Lord. Edom will be an object of horror. All who pass by will be appalled and will gasp at the destruction they see there. It will be like the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, says the Lord. No one will live there any more. I will come like a lion from the thickets of the Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Edom from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice. For who is like me, and who can challenge me? What ruler can oppose my will? Listen to the Lord's plans for Edom and the people of Teman. Even the little children will be dragged off, and their homes will be empty. The earth will shake with the noise of Edom's fall, and its cry of despair will be heard all the way to the Red Sea. The enemy will come as swiftly as an eagle, and he will spread his wings against Basra. Even the mightiest warriors will be as frightened as a woman about to give birth. This message was given concerning Damascus. This is what the Lord says. The towns of Hamath and Arpad are struck with fear, for they have heard the news of their destruction. Their hearts are troubled like a wild sea in a raging storm. Damascus has become feeble, and all her people turn to flee. Fear, anguish, and pain have gripped her as they do a woman giving birth. That famous city, a city of joy, will be forsaken. Her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her warriors will all be killed, says the Lord Almighty. And I will start a fire at the edge of Damascus that will burn up the palaces of Ben-Hadad. End of reading, Jeremiah 46.1 through 49.27. to the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
The prophets were speaking and preaching primarily to the people of Israel, the northern ten tribes, or in the case of Jeremiah, to Judah in the south as they awaited their judgment in the year 586 under Nebuchadnezzar. In this first chapter, though, that we read tonight, there's a very clear emphasis that although Israel had been chosen by God for a special purpose, this people group that we call Israel, particular family from Abraham and Isaac, Isaac who had two sons, remember Jacob and Esau, Jacob became the son of promise and had his 12 sons through the two wives and two concubines that he had and so on. The idea is that God chose to work with and through this people group to reveal himself to them and through them as a people of influence. He would reveal himself and his ways to the nations surrounding them in all the times of their existence there and in through the centuries, of course. God did use them indeed, but the Creator loves all people, calling and desiring all to come to him. And that's very clear in our first chapter that we read tonight. There is no favoritism. There's an increased capability of knowing about God and experiencing Him, but there's also greater judgment and greater consequences for rejecting God. They had received greater light, greater revelation of God, and the consequences of their rejection of God were greater than those who perhaps had not received as much revelation as they had. God is interested in all people. He loves every nation, every tribe, every people group, every language group. Secondly, God is holy, and he will not tolerate eternally the wicked who reject him and their sinful, wicked acts. God is holy, and he will judge sin. In time and space, yes, in history, but also ultimately when history ends, God will definitively destroy Satan And those who reject him and refuse his salvation, they will be righteously and rightfully judged. God is righteous and just and fair in all of his judgments. There's no prejudice whatsoever. He's totally impartial. All are judged by the same standard. According to the light of revelation, each one has received. God delights in salvation, but will be glorified as well by his judgment on the wicked. Those are the messages we receive in each of these groups, whether it's the Philistians, the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, or those in the city of Damascus. Uh, These are people groups that hopefully you recognize. I'll go through them at the end of our study tonight and just remind you of who these people groups are, where they come from. I'm sure you recognize some of the names of the countries, the people groups that Jeremiah preached to and prophesied to. Philistia, the Philistines were uh, a nomadic sea people. They came from across the Mediterranean, from the Aegean Sea, down near Crete and Cyprus. They were just almost constant enemies of the people of Israel throughout their existence. Moab and Ammon, the Moabites and the Ammonites, were children of Lot and the incestuous relationship he had with his two daughters. Lot, who was the nephew of Abraham, you remember. These two people groups both worshipped false gods and practiced child sacrifice and attacked Israel repeatedly as well. Edom, the Edomites, descended from Esau, the twin brother of Jacob. Next time on The Bible Live. Live with Soapy Dollar, Soapy Reads from the New Living Translation by Kindle House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 
818-618-8888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.